Good morning, Cathedral family. It is Christmas time at Cathedral. Can we all stand up this morning? I hope you came ready to praise the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms 98, it says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Can somebody make a joyful noise? Come on, can somebody give them a shout of praise? It is Christmas time. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. And let's worship the Lord together. Come on, everybody. Let's stand. Lift our voices. Sing together. Sing joy to the world.
rejoice with us. Hope has come to the world. Love has come. Peace has come. Are you grateful today? Yes, let's continue to worship and honor the presence of our Lord.
Oh, Cathedral of Faith, do you know that the season of Advent is not just about parties and celebrations, although it is all those things, giving gifts. The heart of it, the core of it is anticipation of his arrival. It's anticipation of his arrival. And that's what we want to set here in this moment. I want you to be encouraged today. I know that holidays are not always happy days. Sometimes it's a difficult season. But I want you to know that here comes heaven. Here comes heaven. Heaven is on the way to you. Heaven is on the way to our rescue. He's not waiting for us to work our way up to him. He's coming down to us. And so I want you to be encouraged wherever you are in your life, whatever you are in your circumstance, whatever trial and hardship you're holding on to and you can't seem to get through, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, hold on, here comes heaven. Someone who's looking for a breakthrough, you've been wanting that deliverance from whatever it is, you want that breakthrough in your mindset or whatever it is, turn to your other neighbor and say, hold on, here comes heaven. Cathedral of Faith, this is not just an exercise. I hope you hear that in your heart today. I hope you hear that in your heart. I hope you hear that where you're in your deepest, darkest places where you feel like there is no hope. You feel like there's never gonna be a change in this one area. You gotta tell yourself, here comes heaven. Here comes heaven. Here comes heaven. Here comes heaven. Come on, say it with me. Say, here comes heaven. For the salvation of your children, here comes heaven for the salvation of your marriage. Come on, tell somebody, here comes heaven. For that dream to come true, that goal that you've been working toward, tell, tell yourself, come on, here comes heaven. Come on, say it with me, here comes heaven. Cathedral of Faith, San Jose, here comes heaven. Everyone who mourns, here comes heaven. Come on, one more time, say, here comes heaven. Cathedral of the Faith, that's what we got to do today. We have to get ourselves ready and anticipate the King's arrival, anticipate His coming, anticipate Him showing up, anticipating Him coming to our salvation, coming to our rescue. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, Cathedral of the Faith, we've also been anticipating your arrival here today, and we're so glad that you're here. This is a place where everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, where the love is being lived out of where anything is. Because you know why. Because here comes heaven. That's why it's possible. Not by my strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's by Him. So we want to welcome you here today. Before we're seated, look at somebody and tell them, here comes heaven. Come on, put your hands together one more time. Shout hallelujah. You may be seated. Let's go to Bethlehem. Well, every Sunday, starting today, following service, you are invited to join us in the chapel for an interactive, immersive experience in the first century city of Bethlehem. 
When we came back from the Holy Lands a couple weeks ago, so many people said, oh, I wish I could have gone with you. I didn't have the money for the ticket. I don't have a passport. You don't need a passport. You don't need any money. After service, head right out to the chapel, and you're going to go through and meet some of the people from the first century who will remind you of the Christmas story. But it's more than just the fact that Jesus came 2,000 years ago. He wants to come and meet with you right now. And we've written these things in such a way that we believe you're going to encounter heaven here. So join us after service in the chapel following today's 11 o'clock service. In addition to that, out in the foyer, you can go to Europe. We have a European Christmas market. There's food to eat. There's flowers. There's treats. There's all kinds of amazing things. We invite you to hang out out there. There's special music going on. It's going to get you in the Christmas spirit. And every Sunday, starting today, between services and after this service, there'll be all kinds of special things taking place so that you can enter into a place to experience heaven. Amen? Amen. Well, also after service... Over here in kiosk number eight, what will happen is if you take your phone and you show them that you have the cathedral app, you get a special prize. It's a treat. It's a star ornament that you can put on your tree that says Cathedral of Faith as we follow the star. If you don't have it on your phone yet, they'll show you how to do it. First thousand people get the free ornament. We hope you'll join us out there as a reminder that God wants us to follow the star who's Jesus. Amen. Well, yesterday we had an amazing time. You're going to see on the screen some B-roll of an uh, event we had yesterday in the gym. We prepared meals, 150,000 meals that are being sent to Ukraine and Vietnam. And you can see all the hundreds of people who came out to pack up this food and prepare it so that we could be a blessing. Yeah, let's give God thanks. The scripture tells us that God so loved the world that he gave. And that's exactly what we do. When we love, we give. And it was our privilege to give time yesterday and give blessings so that we can have this opportunity to send this food around the world to people who are struggling right now. So shout out to all of you who joined us. Thanks for being there. Thanks for those who prayed and gave. And we're just so grateful. Amen. Well, there are other ways that you can be part of loving and giving, and our toy drive is coming up on December the 18th. It's a day in which we distribute toys to lots of kids who otherwise wouldn't have Christmas. And so we encourage you to come out and join us. Call the church office to see the time so that you can volunteer and bless the children in our community. Also, just a few days later is our celebration of love. And the celebration of love is the time when we distribute food to those in our community above and beyond the thousands of families we bless every week. And on the 23rd from 9 to 12, we'd love to have you come out, push a cart, bless families. Again, you can call the church office for more information. Every Sunday, we have something special planned in this series called Follow the Star. And as you know, this year, Christmas falls on a Sunday. So let me go ahead and give you a heads up about how our services will work that weekend. Christmas Eve service will be that Saturday night at 5 and 7. And then the very same service will be on Sunday at 11. So I don't know whether your family does this Christmas Eve stuff and so you want to come Christmas or whether you do the Christmas Day thing and you want to come Christmas Eve. Those three services will be identical on Saturday night at 5 and 7 and Sunday at 11. We hope you'll join us and bring friends, bring family, bring people who wouldn't normally come to church as a chance for them to follow the star as well. Well, as I said, giving always goes with loving. And we are inviting you to be part of giving in two ways. 
You can go on, the la- on our app, on, you can go online, you can text the number on the screen. The ushers have envelopes that you can give here. Those of you watching at home, you can fill out uh, a check and mail it in. And so far, we have $10,000 toward the 60000 that we're raising for our Christmas giveaway with the toys and with reaching out. We encourage you above and beyond your ties to consider what you could do generously to bless families by giving to our Christmas offering. Again, you can do that online or in person. We're looking forward to what God's going to do. Amen? Amen. We serve a generous God, don't we? Amen. And one of the generous gifts he gave us is Pastor Ken. Let's welcome him as he comes. Amen. Oh, Cathedral family, it's so great to see you. God is good, and all the time. I love Christmas at the Cathedral, and one of the things I love to do is I love to sing. I love to sing Christmas carols, and so I'm going to invite you to stand and sing with me one of my favorite carols before we have our guest speaker for the day. It's called, O Come All Ye Faithful, and it's a wonderful, wonderful carol, and so Sing along with me, Pastor Vaughn, would you lead us? Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. guest with us, Dr. David Block and his wife, Liz. Now, Dr. Block was introduced to me by a pastor friend down in Cape Town. And let me tell you a little bit about Professor Block. He is an astronomer and highly sought after inspirational speaker who has devoted over 40 years to encouraging audience around the globe to always look up and to never give up. I love that. Now, Professor Block was elected a fellow of the Royal Astronomical Society of London at the age of 19. His first research paper on relativistic astrophysics was published in London by the Royal Astronomical Society at age 20. At age 20, I'm watching Gilligan's Island. He's writing research papers. Amazing, amazing. 
Professor Block has been a visiting research astronomer at the European Southern Observatory in Germany, California Institute of Technology, and Harvard University, among others. He's published over 100 astronomy research journal articles, and it's twice been future, uh, featured on the cover of Nature magazine. He served up until 2019 as a professor in the School of Computer Science and Applied Mathematics at the university there in Johannesburg. He's now Professor Emeritus. Professor Block has received many awards and acknowledgement, including being recognized as one of South Africa's foremost communicators in science. He also received the university's highest research accolade, the Vice Chancellor's Research Award. Most importantly, Dr. Block is a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And he's gonna come and talk to you about how the book of nature declares the glory of God. It's his first time with us here at Cathedral of Faith in San Jose. Would you give a great big welcome to Dr. David Block? Dr. Block. A hearty shalom to each one of you. Turn around, shake somebody's hand, and say something good is going to happen to you. <laughs> something good is going to happen to you. Ma'am, I'm feeling lonely. Nobody told me something good's going to... Oh, brother, thank God you so good. much. Now I'm energized. God Hallelujah. I'm so excited to be here at the Cathedral of Faith this afternoon or this morning because your teams are absolutely stunning. You buzz with radiance. You buzz with excitement. You buzz with purpose. You buzz with joie de vivre. And so I want to bring you a little message this morning called Looking Up in Wonder at Christmas. Looking Up in Wonder at Christmas. Christmas is a time for meeting God one-on-one. -on -one. We don't have to climb any stairs to reach God Christmas is a time of glorious in profundus Deo, God coming down. I want to remind you that when the shepherds sang and praised the Lord, God had come down. But as a Jew, I want to tell you this. Oh, Bethlehem, one of the smallest of provinces, O Bethlehem, out of thee shall come forth a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Amen. God is able to take 
the lowest in hearts and raise him or her up to heights unexpected. Because God is not only the God of all grace, but the God of all truth, as in John chapter 1. Remember the wonder of Christmas. God cometh down. God comes down to heal the blind man. God comes down to heal the lepers. God comes down to heal the man who's paralyzed because of sin. He comes down. Jesus comes down. Jesus meets people at the point of their need. Jesus is the same. Jesus is the same. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end of our faith. Listen to me, beloved. He who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of his return. Listen to me today. Jesus is the same. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so today, this morning, my wife and I are here looking up in wonder at Christmas. I want to share a couple slides with you uh, this morning. Just going through the slides. Ah, it says slideshow has ended, which is a promising start. (laughs) So let's just see if the slideshow begins. (laughs) and not ends. But listen to me, beloved. You see the shining, shining stars. You see the Milky Way. You see the Via Lactea. The stars echo an incredible message today is even as they rain down upon our heads, they rain down because not only are they made by God, But God has created the stars, and in the next image, for us to be able to look up. Beloved, it's time, post-COVID, for us to look up, not necessarily like this all the time, but to look up in our spirits. People generally look down. There's no excitement for them to be alive. But to me, when I look at these images, like you'll see here, this is in the desert, in a place called Sassus Flay in Namibia. You stand there and you say to yourself, Lord, thou callest the stars by name. I think that's amazing. A million, million stars. And yet God says, That one is this name. That one is that name. He calleth the stars by name. But you know, beloved, in that same psalm, we read this, and he healeth the broken in heart. God calls every single star by name. He's made the stars. But Jesus at one point exhorts us and says, Do you know 
Do you know that even the hairs on your head are numbered? You see, God is the God not only of the big, the macrocosm, but he's also of the God of the small who comes into my heart. Listen to me. I was born an NJB, a nice Jewish boy. I was circumcised without my permission. You know, I remember a brother once, may even have been in America, I can't remember. But this brother said to me, Brother Block, Professor Block, I'm Jewish. And I thought to myself, there's no world, way in the world, Bishop, that this guy's Jewish. He doesn't look Jewish. He doesn't speak Jewish. He doesn't act Jewish. But he says he's a Jew. And he's giving me verses that he's Jewish, you know, with the wild olive branches grafted into the main tree. And it wasn't resonating with me that this guy was Jewish. And he said, I'm more Jewish than you are. So God is a Jewish God, right? King of the Jews, yeah. And so I sent up an emergency prayer at relativistic speed <laughs> to God. And I said, oh, Lord, he's not Jewish, Lord. But he says he is, and I'm not winning the argument, and it's 10 minutes already. I need help. And the Lord said to me, ask him to drop his pants. <laughs> and so he said, no, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> ask him to drop his pants. But you see, what I'm trying to tell you is, God is a God who loves that relativistic prayer up and down quickly. If the disciples who were in the storm prayed any prayer longer than, Lord, save me, they would have all died. But Jesus is the God who speaks grace and truth into your life and my life. And so when I look at these images of the stars in the next slide, and I see a little man there, to me that's the wonder of this, which we have behind us, following the stars and following the star in the Sahara Desert. There's a sense of quietness. You know, beloved, our lives are so preoccupied as we look at the stars our lives are so preoccupied with our little mobile phones. And that's good in a sense, but in another sense, we forget sometimes to listen to the still, small voice of God. There's so many voices which compete against the quietness of studying the night skies. You know, many years ago, probably 1990, I was invited to be a guest astronomer at the University of Hawaii, where I'm preaching very soon. And I put forward, I remember very well, I put forward my little leave request in South Africa, 
to give me, grant me leave time in Hawaii. And they said, place of work in the little form. And I said, Hawaii. And they said to me, reason for the research. And I said, to study heavenly bodies. <laughs> the application was declined. <laughs> because the people who processed their forms didn't know my sense of humor. <laughs> I love Bishop to study heavenly bodies. Bodies made and created by him who liveth and is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Beloved, I want to challenge you this morning against the backdrop of all these beautiful trees and much besides. Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way. I believe that. I believe there was a little young, a little man, not so young, called Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus climbed into a sycamore tree. He had no real hope or purpose for living. Zacchaeus felt so alone. Zacchaeus was looking down. Zacchaeus was not looking up as I do into the night skies. But one day, but one day, Zacchaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was about to pass that way. And he climbed up into a little sycamore tree. And as he climbed up and waited on the tree, in the tree, the Lord himself manifest himself. And he looked up, Jesus looked up, Jesus looked up, as he always does. And Jesus looked up and beheld Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus, come down and we'll meet there. God always meets us at the point of our need. I was raised, as I told you, as an Orthodox Jew. I went to shul. I went on a Shabbos. I went on um, Yom Kippur, the day of the fast. I went to all the great high holidays, but somehow God was not resonating within my spirit or my soul. I felt that it's awesome to be Jewish, but I didn't know that God was real. And one day, I met a friend of mine. I was teaching him astronomy lessons, a professor, Lewis Hurst, at the university in Johannesburg. And Lewis Hurst took me to a professor friend of his who was a minister. And this minister opened his Bible and read these words. For behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, but they who believeth on me shall never be ashamed. Behold, I lay in Zion, that's my territory, a stumbling stone and a rock of offense. But they that believeth on me shall never be ashamed. And right there and then in October of 1976, God came down into my heart.
God came down into my spirit. God came down to meet a young Jewish boy called David Block at the very point of my need. And that's the message, that's the eternal message of Christmas is that God comes down. Now on the next slide you'll see galaxies colliding and much besides. You'll see the Andromeda galaxy called Messier 31, NGC 224. You'll see galaxies, worlds in collision. And as I just look at the glory and at the splendor of my Creator, I always am amazed that the psalmist David could not only write, the heavens declare the glory of God, as in Psalm 19, but the Lord is my shepherd. To me, God has never been a very distant God, but he's been the God who always comes down and who always shows up on time. And that's one of the eternal messages with regard to the following the Christmas star, which I'll get onto in a moment, is that the Magi followed the star which appeared at the right place at the right time. Our timings in following Jesus have to be so precisely fine-tuned, and they are precisely fine-tuned by his glory and by his grace. But when I look at the stellar maternity ward on the screens, and I look at 100,000 million stars, I say, Lord, you are so majestic, and yet, and yet, when my spirit is overwhelmed within me, thou knows my, know, knoweth or knows my path. When my spirit is overwhelmed within me, which means when the mists come down, when the fog hits the valley, when you cannot see, it means that when your spirit is so overwhelmed that darkness pours in on all sides, Jesus of Nazareth comes down. He knows when my spirit is overwhelmed within me, thou knowest my path. I think that's beautiful. Amen. You know... I'm so glad that you're busy clapping, ma'am, and so on. You know, it gets very lonely up here in the stage. <laughs> very lonely. In fact, sometimes I feel so lonely that even people who suffer from extreme loneliness say I look lonely. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. When our spirits are overwhelmed within us, he knoweth our path. The psalmist also said in Psalm 18, I believe, for the Lord has lit my candle. That's beautiful. The Lord, you know, Christmas and candles and everything else, for the Lord has lit my candle. Not, not just the generic candles in 
San Jose, but the Lord has lit the candle of David Block and of Pastor Ken and many others, everyone else here. For the Lord who has come down has lit our candles. And that's my prayer at Christmas time for you and for me, that the Lord might light your candle in a very special way, in a very unique way, in a way that you can actually go on your knees and say, Oh, Father, Thou art awesome. Thou art amazing. For, Lord, in my moments of greatest darkness, Thou knowest my path. In two days' time, I'm meeting with one of the last remaining Holocaust survivors from Auschwitz, Dr. Edith Eger. Anyone heard of her? She's 96. And she said to me, David, when it seemed as if everyone was going up in smoke, literally, she said, I prayed for my captors. I prayed for my captors. That's how God ignites candles. In the next slide, just look at the beauty of the Horsehead Nebula on the screen. And that's cosmic dust shaped in the form of a horse's head. Pinch yourself, pinch yourself. You are made of carbon-based stardust. It's wonderful. Pinch yourself. You are made of the stuff cooked in the interiors of stars. Listen to me. You are unique and irreplaceable. Listen to me. Nobody has your fingerprints. Listen. Listen carefully. There is no other person like you with your dreams, with your desires, with your visions than you. You are in God's eyes imago Dei, which means created in His image. And you know, whether you be serving at the door or you be serving up front or wherever you're serving, God, I believe, has given you a unique set of talents. The parable of the talents. Never, ever bury your talents. And so as we move on in this slide presentation, and we see the horsehead nebula in all its glory and in all its splendor, God said to me, God came down, and he said to me, David, I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places. God was saying to me, David, I will direct your research. David, I will give you the treasures of darkness. Now, not everybody understands the depths to which I've studied the cosmos. I know I'm here in, past, in uh, Silicon Valley, I believe, very close to Silicon Valley. Is that right? And there I can speak about active and conformally active symmetries in metrically automorphic space-times, admitting linear colonizations and much besides. You know, I remember speaking at Stanford University when everyone has a PhD and some people have a multitude of PhDs like rabbits do. 
But I want to tell you, there's no PhD which can match anything than the book of Scripture. There's no PhD which can be buried and matched here in your heart. The, the word of the living God, the word of Scripture. For unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I want to tell you today the greatest book ever written, the Bible, speaks forth with volumes of words about the grace and the love and the joy and the truth and the revelation and the power and the glory of him who says, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And so in the next couple of slides, God has given me insights into the most amazing heavenly bodies. But the psalmist, eight says, the psalmist in Psalm 8 says, I look up at your macro skies, dark and enormous, your handmade sky jewelry. Isn't that beautiful? Your handmade sky jewelry. Moon and stars mounted in their settings. Then I look at my micro self and wonder, why bother with us? Why take a second look away? I've been invited to speak in uh, Southern California in Los Angeles, and I thought, when I'm while I'm speaking there, let's do something creative. And this is an image from the James Webb Space Telescope. And it's a beautiful image of a stellar maternity ward. I'm also a professor of stellar obstetrics and gynecology. I study the birth of baby stars. I'm a professor. I'm a professor of stellar obstetrics and gynecology. Many people believe I'm a gynecologist, an earthly gynecologist as well, and they ask me for help with erectile dysfunction and much beside. <laughs> but I'm a, I study heavenly bodies. You look worried, brother. Don't fear not. <laughs> fear not, brother. It says I'm at the cathedral where anything is possible. <laughs> I just love ministering here because there's such stars in my midst. You radiate, as I said, life yeah. and joy and passion. And you even have Pastor Irene to give me a boiled egg before I speak. I mean, it's just awesome. I mean, it's just awesome. Now listen to me. I was hungry. I was hungry. And I came here and Pastor Irene had some boiled eggs for me. I was so excited that even God, I believe, was rejoicing. For if we delight ourselves in the Lord... He will give us the desires of our heart. And so I'm standing here having eaten two boiled eggs. But again, moving on from James Webb Space Telescope, watch this. That's, that's a very nasty cough, ma'am. I hope it's not COVID. Now, here's the James Webb Space Telescope, and I'm a great admirer of the works of Van Gogh. And look what I did. I juxtaposed 
the, the James Webb space against the work of Van Gogh. The God of the big is the God who comes down at Christmas to the God of the small. He's the God who creates. He's the God who creates bubbles of expanding gas clouds and of expanding dust clouds. He's the God who is the martyr artist, master artist. He's the God who comes down and he takes his palette and out of his palette of different colors, he says, I wanna make this one blue and I wanna make this one orange and I wanna make this one purple and I wanna make this other object, this, this nebula blue. I wanna craft the rosette nebula and so forth. I want to create, and I revel in creation. You know, God says in Genesis, and God forms man out of the dust of the ground and breathes into his nostrils the breath of life, and man becomes a living soul. If you like the message, God forms man out of the dirt from the ground and blows into his nostrils the breath of life and man becomes a living soul. And so I'm the very proud daddy of Aaron being born here, who's now 30 years old. That's right. God is good. I love that. God is good. Listen to me. I'm a professor. <laughs> For 10 years, we were never able to have children. For 10 years. I used to preach in churches this size and bigger, and people would come up to me after the service and to say to me, Professor, do you know how it works? Do you know how it's done? But you know, for 10 years, due to various reasons, we just could not have children for 10 years. And God kept on saying to me, look up the time will come. And I remember being a visiting research professor at Harvard University. And a lady in Germany had just prophesied that my wife was pregnant. And so my wife was rejoicing that this lady had prophesied that she was pregnant. And then we flew into Harvard, and it's one of the few times my wife was too discouraged to come with me to any church because it was a false prophecy. She was not pregnant. But God said, David, look up. Don't give up. Don't give up. David, don't give up. David, you've waited 10 years but David, just hold on like Abraham did. Abraham was a lot older than I was when he had a cuddle with Sarah one night. <laughs> and God said to me, David, just hold on. And not only was Aaron conceived here, but also 24 years ago, Liz, my beloved wife, gave birth to twin boys. And so I've prayed with many people over many years, people wonderful, pregnant, and so forth. Listen, 
your miracle basket is about to touch the ground. I believe that with all my heart. Your miracle basket, your miracle basket is about to touch the ground. But it all hinges on one thing, don't give up. Don't give up, but hold on to God. We move on now. I want to move on to here. Wise men follow the star. And I want to go into the second half of my message with this thought. The wise men saw an incredible object in the east, and they started to follow the star. What was the star of Bethlehem? Well, some have surmised that it was a lineup of the planets. Others have surmised that it was a comet. Other people have thought that it might have been an exploding star or a supernova or a miracle. And the, the real answer from Matthew chapter 2 is that the details given in Matthew 2 are just too fragmentary for us to give any definite answers. But let's just go through a few of them. Many of you might have seen comets like this one. This is Comet Hale-Barp in 1997. Could this have been the star of Bethlehem, people ask? Well, comets are not visible for periods of nearly two years, as described in Matthew chapter 2. Comets move. They don't hover over, over a house and stand still. So astronomers really strike out the possibility of a comet. However, there's this interesting possibility, and that involves a lineup of some of the brighter planets. A lineup, for example, of Jupiter with the planet Saturn. And people have asked over the years, could the star of Bethlehem, might the star of Bethlehem have been a lineup of some of the brighter planets? And in fact, the great astronomer Johannes Kepler calculated that there was a lineup uh, of Jupiter and Saturn, a close lineup in the year 7 BC. I want to fast track to the pastor who will be here in the year 7541 AD. So that's in a few thousand years' time. We're in 2023 now, so I'm just giving the pastor some prep work for whoever's here in 7541 AD. At 11 hours 50 minutes, Jupiter and Saturn will almost kiss each other. They'll be in projection, in alignment. And so people have asked, could this have been the star of Bethlehem, just like it occurred 9,000 years ago? Other astronomers have asked the question, could the star of Bethlehem have been a new star? Now, a new star is simply this. It's a star which was not there, if you like, which appears, which suddenly occurs. Astronomers call this a nova or a new star, so it's seemingly not there, and then it suddenly appears and is there, a new star. And astronomers have asked themselves, could it have been a nova, or even this in the next image, could it have been a supernova or exploding star? This is a very interesting possibility. This is the Crab Nebula in the constellation of Taurus, the remains of a stellar explosion, 
which was widely seen in the year 1054 AD. Well, there are all these different possibilities of what the star of Bethlehem might or might not have been. But there's some lessons I want to teach you about the star of Bethlehem as I start bringing this to a finale. And it's this, many lessons about the star of Bethlehem. But some of the three or four most important ones are this. The Magi never acted until they saw the star. And I want to tell you, as you reach for your miracle basket, never act until the Holy Spirit says go. You know, to give you an example of this, Pastor Irene called me during the middle of COVID, I think, and I sensed in my heart, go. God was saying, go. But the important thing is you don't act until you see the star. Until the spirit of the living God says, move, you stay in San Jose. Yes? When the spirit of the living God, ma'am, says to you, arise, it is time. Then you arise, then you move, because the spirit of the living God knows when and where to act. But the second point is very important. The Magi followed the star, they, they were, and my message to you this morning is, always follow the star, never be driven. There's a huge difference between following the Lord and being driven by the enemy. A huge difference. Let me elaborate. You know, when Jesus cast out the demons, and the man at Gadara, the demons left the demon-possessed man and went into the swine, and the pigs were driven to their death. They weren't led to their death, they were driven to their death. Now, as I've got on the screen, if you are driven, the fruits of being driven are the slope is downhill. The speed is fast and the end is death. If you are being driven, there's an angst in your soul. The slope will be downhill. The speed will be fast and the end will be death. The fruits of the Holy Spirit include love and joy and peace and goodness and self-control. Never be driven, always be led. Also, the Magi were in the right place at the right time. You can be at the right place at the wrong time, and you'll never forget that in catching a train. You can be at the right place at the wrong time. And then also, the star of Bethlehem was never seen by King Herod. And so God birthed a ministry many years ago in my heart, and I have appeared in different scenarios, small churches and big churches, cinema theaters and much besides. But God has always said to me, David, encourage the people never to give up. Encourage the people 
to always look up. And here I am standing under the northern lights, the aurora borealis. Wonderful experience. How many of you have been to the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights? It's a wonderful experience. I go there once a year. I try and go there once a year. But I want to conclude with this thought. Here's the moon, tiny little piece of rock, size of the earth compared to the sun, so tiny. The moon is just a quarter the size of the earth. But when the moon comes between the earth and the sun, there is an eclipse of the sun. And sometimes people say to me, David, I can't see Jesus now. I'm somehow overwhelmed. My spirit is overwhelmed within me. I can't see Jesus. And the Lord has said to me, tell the people here at San Jose to always remember that a heart of stone can eclipse God. And if you cannot see the Lord this morning, He has promised the Lord has promised to give you a new heart and to put a new spirit within you. I want to pray today for people who are struggling with depression. I want to pray today for people who are struggling to look up. I want to pray today for people who are struggling to come out of the miry clay. You know what it is to be in the mire? You're struggling. You can't get up. You're seemingly walking, but the miry clay, the pit of the miry clay is pulling you down. I want to pray with faith this morning that Jesus of Nazareth, who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, will take you out of the miry clay. Now listen to me. If you're in a well and the miry clay is busy sucking the very life out of you. The miry clay is busy sucking, sucking, sucking. Stand. I want to, I'm not calling you to the front, but just stand. Wherever you are, if you want a prayer, and I want God, my prayer is that God will meet you. There we go. People are standing all over the place. I want to pray with all the faith that God has given me, that if you're in the miry clay this morning, oh, hallelujah, Lord. If you're in the miry clay and you feel that life circumstances are pulling you down, people are standing all over the place. Thank God. Father, I wanna praise you in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I stretch up my hands. I stretch up my hands, Father God, to everyone standing in your presence. Oh, Father God, thank you for this truth that when this, my spirit, Lord, is overwhelmed within me, thou knowest my path. And Father, I want to pray for everyone who's standing, who's been sucked dry to feel the resurrection power of your Son, Lord. I want to, Lord, may the resurrection power of Jesus of Nazareth come down. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that everyone standing will be infused by the Spirit of the living God. I pray, Father God, that this 
that they'll experience a new spring in their step, Father God. Father, I pray that they will experience release as I'm praying for them, Father, Father. Oh, Father, I sense, Lord, that you're setting people free. And if the Son of Man has set you free, you shall be free indeed. Now, Lord, we pray, Ken and I, for these people to be infused with a spirit of power, with a spirit of hope, with a spirit of joy, with a spirit of peace, with a spirit of forgiveness, with a spirit of self-control. In Jesus' name be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you let Professor Block know how much you appreciate him being here with us this weekend? Thank you so much, Doctor. Wow. We are so blessed. Now be seated for just a moment, and I invite you as we prepare to go to the Lord's table, let God continue his work in your heart as Pastor Vaughn and Irene come to sing one of my favorite songs, Mary Did You Know?
creation Mary, did you know That your baby boy Would one day rule the nation you to stand, take the elements, hold them in your hands. Jesus, we thank you for who you are and what you've done for us that 2,000 years ago. You stepped down from heaven and came to this earth. That's how much we matter to you. And today we receive in gratitude who you are and what you've done for us. Lord, in our brokenness, we take your broken body and we eat in faith, believing that you are the one who can make us whole. Let's eat of the bread of Christ. And Jesus, thank you for the fact that you, you gave your life so that we could have life, meaningful life, abundant life, eternal life. And we celebrate today the life that you've given to us we drink in the life of God. Let's drink of the cup of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Now I invite you to say the prayer with me that Jesus taught us to pray. Mean it with all your heart. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. cathedral God is good and all the time just a couple of things before I dismiss you first of all wasn't that a beautiful rendition of Mary did you know can you let Pastor Vaughn and Irene know how much you appreciate them you know they have in fact in the lobby they have a CD just of this Mary did you know and so I encourage you there's so much happening in the lobby it's the Cathedral Square, and there's going to be live music happening. Uh, there's food. I mean, and go by, pick up great music that'll build your soul. Also, in Bethlehem, uh, in the chapel, you can experience Bethlehem. It's an amazing thing that Dr. Wayne and my daughter have put together over there. 
So that's open too. So if you don't have to run out, we encourage you to hang out and celebrate Christmas with us. And I want to give this to somebody. I want to give this to you. Thank you for being here today. God bless you. Enjoy that beautiful song. All right. Cathedral family, do you know your love today? Amen. Amen. The journey continues next week. I'll be speaking on Follow the Star. Let me speak God's blessing as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. See you in the lobby. Amen.